You're listening to Culturally Speaking. This is Janice. And this is Neha. And we're here to talk about all things cultural. So let's talk about names. What they are, how we get them. Okay. All things to do with naming. I find it really interesting as someone who has a name that obviously is not an English name living in the UK. Mm-hmm. Firstly, how people pronounce names or the difficulty they have pronouncing names, but also how people get names. Um, I guess one of the first questions I always ask somebody is, what does your name mean? And depending on the person, I either get a complete blank stare as mm-hmm. to think, or they know exactly what their name means. So, Janice, what does Janice mean? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there is a meaning to it. And how did you get your name? My parents gave me my name when I was born. Yeah, and how did they choose? Because you have your English name, which is Janice. Um, so, I think originally my dad was going to name me Tanya, but then he said when I was born I didn't look like one. And interestingly, tiny tangent, um, I once watched this video of someone... I think it was actually a a British lady who spoke fluent Mandarin, which I was really uh, impressed by. Uh, But she went around China, um, probably Beijing or Shanghai or somewhere like that, asking people, why do you have an English name if you live in China full time? And actually one of the most practical and sensible and obvious (laughs) answers was that, well, work emails Yes. Because Chinese names sometimes are quite hard to pronounce. Like, as you know as well, one of the mm-hmm. words in my name has no vowels. And it just means, you know, if you're communicating with people from abroad, if you have an English name, it's easy. And I think within systems, it's easier for people to find and everything. But there, there were hilarious names in there. This lady who was just, I think, some street hawker, um, they asked her, so what's your name? And she said, Smacker. And I think it's because it's one of the li- lipsticks, like yes, lip balm brand. Yes, Lip Smacker brand. is yeah. a, a, t- a, li- a very popular lip balm, right, in the US. <laughs> yeah, that she saw and then she said, okay, my name is going to be Smacker, which is great. I mean, we're, we're laughing, but of course, there are so many names like that that are chosen by mm. non-English speaking people. Yeah. And there are whole services dedicated to people that will pay someone to pick out mm. an English name for their child. Because on the interweb, apparently, there are people called Satan Wong in Hong Kong. I mean, that's not what I would pick <laughs> for myself or anyone. And so in Chinese <coughs> culture, when you have a baby, mm-hmm. how was your Chinese name picked? Um, so... There are were I think similar to English I guess maybe not not that similar actually but Chinese names you've got your last name and yes. then your actual first name could be single or double and your family name comes first yes yes um, in terms of the words there are a lot of homophones <laughs> um, and there are different meanings to words so... I've learnt the difference between a phone and a homophone. <laughs> And so basically, for example, the word um, zing in Cantonese, it could mean 
you know, something that's quite square and proper, or it could be the same word for politics or, or academics. So it really depends on what meaning you want for your child, I guess. And then also how it looks written out. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe how it sounds with your sibling, if you have a sibling, or the, the child's sibling. Um, yeah, so it's it's quite complex. And there are definitely you know, similar things to other languages, preconceptions, right, of names. So I, I used to say, you know, there are some names, no offense to anyone, but imagine a little baby girl called Muriel, you know, like instantly she's 70 years old. So I think there are certain things by our own experiences or by things we've heard where we're like, mm, don't like the sound of it or like, oh, we really like that word. Coming back to that kind of idea of choosing um, so I read, and I don't know if you can probably tell me how true this is, so you have a seat in Chinese culture, you have the 100-day banquet after mm-hmm. the baby is born, and there is the concept of the milk name, which people say sometimes families have a name that they use for the first 100 days, and then the child is given their real name, as it were, or the name that they will continue using, um, which I thought was, was quite interesting, because you have a child that you I guess got to know for a hundred days and then chosen something that I feels think that's more valid, actually. Yes. I like that system. I start to then look at other places around the world um, and as to how, but it turns out they name their children according to birth order. So all the firstborns are like Wyan, Putu, Gede, Nenga, and so you'll have an abundance of mm-hmm. those names. Basically, the lower down you are in the birth order, obviously, the less common your name is going to be. But I do wonder how they then distinguish, because you go to a class and you've got... They're all the same, the same name. name. And so there must be a distinguishing factor. I really want to know how... Um, the other really interesting one that I found was um, in Nigerian culture. So the Yoruba name and this i think this is quite common across west africa it's not just nigeria um i certainly know, know people from other other west african cultures who mm. told me similar things they name according to i guess what can only be described as a circumstance so the day of the week the weather oh, i've heard that yes so i had this um colleague in my in one of my projects and her name i'm not gonna mm-hmm. say her name but it's because she was born on a monday yes i think there's certain things so like if the child is born unfortunately with the cord around its neck or if it's born (laughs) facing like with a head down um if your child is born abroad there's very sort of specific names that they use Hmm. um quite interesting because i imagine you have many similar names or the all the same names um amongst peers because all the girls born on a monday i don't think i would like that just because I'm very funny about, so for example, if we're out on the street, I don't think I want a random person to know my name. And would you turn? That's why I always think in public. So if someone, like, it's very unlikely, right, that somebody would say our names in public, shout out Monday, or the equivalent of Monday. Imagine, everyone's like, yeah, what? And to do with naming after the day that you're born is something I'm quite familiar with. That's what we do in, in Hindu culture and in Indian culture, so... But ours is typically to do with the star signs. So we will okay. take the time and the date of birth 
um, and a number of other things and give those details to the priest and they will work out from the astrological kind of mm-hmm. situation what star sign the child was born under and therefore what you should name for and you typically i think and this might be a very north indian thing you get three letters to choose from and then you name the child after those letters and some people will go further and name and again meaning i think meaning is very important which is why we don't typically we don't name for a child before it's born because you can't mm-hmm. and i think there is something about meeting a child and no like as well, you say getting like a feel how my dad saw me and was like okay you're not a tanya right so i think for example in our family the grandparents have a lot of say in the chinese name and is that just because of respect for elders or because... And also they will probably know the rules better. Okay. Right. Yeah. And actually, I had this colleague um, from Nigeria ages ago. In his family slash culture, so imagine it's you and your husband, right? If you're both Nigerian, let's say. The husband's parents, so the paternal grandparents, each will have a name for the child. Yes, that's what I but read as well. you will also have a name, and then your wife would have a name, and then the maternal grandparents will each give them a name. And so yes. my colleague's son actually has 11 first names. Yes, that I read that. Which and is I, a pain. I think that is very true. And from my knowledge <laughs> and my experience of friends also in that culture, that extends to immediate family beyond, you know, just grandparents. So aunts, uncles, etc. will also have a name for the child. I suppose it creates a special bond mm. and a special relationship. Yeah. It's, I mean, why do we have pet names and nicknames and shortened names that we use with certain people, right? It, it creates a sense of... It's like a direct relationship, yes, I guess. Yeah. I think so. As well, approval of names is a really interesting... We talk about rules. Um, I think the Scandinavian countries have some very strict rules, and so does <laughs> Germany, actually, around what is allowed and what's not allowed. And they are enshrined in law, in fact. So I think Sweden was the one that I found they have a naming law that came in in, in 1982. Basically, if you want to name your child something, it has to be approved by the authorities and it has to be picked from a list of pre-existing names, i.e. you cannot make up a name, you cannot spell the name in an obscure way. Um, it obviously cannot be offensive or, or negative, but also it's so that you don't embarrass the child. I think that is a really important thing because there are some very questionable names. <laughs> I always think a name has to work for all ages. So whilst you might think you've picked your, a very old fashioned name for your child, the inverse of, you know, yes, you've got a newborn baby, but can you imagine <laughs> them at 80 years old using like this? Kitty? I think there are more extreme examples, you know? <laughs> as well as, so I just mentioned Kitty. I think it's really interesting how people, so a lot of these names didn't used to be actual names, right? They would be nicknames or yes. like shortened version, like, you know, for Catherine or things like that. People from non-English speaking countries or, or cultures appropriate these names as first names because then it's, We've had this conversation, I think, where people get offended if you just shorten their name without first asking them, yes. like Phil for Philip. But there might be someone who is actually just called Kitty. And I Asia. think we've seen a rise of that, right? Where parents have chosen to give their children the diminutive <coughs> form of a name as their full name because mm. 
I suppose for people that are slightly older than us, perhaps our parents' generation, where you've probably spent a lifetime filling out forms, be you know, in official titles, always having to use your full name. But in reality, nobody has ever once called you Michael because you are Mike. And so they don't want their children to have to go through that unnecessary faff, I suppose. Can you imagine an eight-year-old kitty? Well, there are some, right? Yeah, there are. But I, somebody once said to me that you have to think <laughs> about, can you imagine the child firstly at school? I mean, children are merciless. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the but also if they were to ever get famous. Just change your name on you. Well, rules about changing your name. I found this also very interesting that in some places you cannot change your name or it is incredibly hard to change your name. So it's very expensive for mm-hmm. a start. You know, here in the UK you can do it by deed poll and I think by all accounts it's relatively yeah. simple because we, we have very few rules. But also you can't change it more than once in 10 years. Really? In, in some of these Scandinavian countries, um, that was... I guess it's more of a kind of safety reason, right? In... I found this really interesting. So in my culture, you were to follow the traditions, then it's your dad's sister that proposes names. And they are the one that speaks the baby's name in their mm-hmm. ear for the first time. That's so cute. But, yeah, around who gets to choose... Um, a name I think different places have very different sort of say on, on who gets to choose what right um, and so we talked about in Germany Sweden Denmark mm. really the state is telling you like you'll have a choice but the state will approve or deny your request for a name mm-hmm. and I found it quite interesting, like 15 to 20 percent of names are rejected I mean that's fairly high I want to know which ones are rejected. Oh, so here we go. Hang on. I've got, I've got some, some... So, Matty was rejected in Germany. Oh, this is one thing we didn't mention. Matty. Matty. M-A-T-T-I. In Germany, you have to be able to tell the gender of a child from the name. So if the gender is ambiguous, so... Right, okay. In American <clears throat> culture, there are a lot of yeah, names can that like, can be used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, a unisex. Like Blake Lively's kids. <laughs> To an extent, right? I don't know <laughs> many Jameses that are girls. No. Or like Apple. Right. It, it, you cannot tell one way or another. And so that was, Marty was rejected because you couldn't tell the gender of the child. I would have definitely said that was a boy. I personally also think it is a boy name, but perhaps it's a short I think Matilda I... as well. Uh-huh, okay. So approved names though. Legolas and Nemo. Nemo's a boy, right? I would hope so. Nemo was a boyfish, right? And Dory was the girl. Girl, yeah. yeah. So okay. in Sweden, Google was accepted as a middle name. Okay. As was Lego. Yeah. Names that were rejected, however, Metallica, <laughs> Superman, Veranda. Bizarre, that one. Veranda? Yeah, like the porch. Who calls... What? Okay. Ikea. I mean, fair. Fair. I think that's probably a forever lifetime trademark. What about Elvis, though? Elvis <coughs> was rejected. Out of respect for the king. I think. True. True. Um, and so in, in Denmark, there were names that were rejected. Pluto. 
Okay. Okay. And monkey. Is Pluto not the dog as well? Pluto is the dog. I don't know if that's popular in... Um... Mm. What was the other one? Monkey. Okay. I mean, I would like to throw the question back at the people who thought that was an okay name. But this is the thing of, does the state have the right to do that? There is something to yeah, be said. It's a fine line, but I think it should be less of a ban, but more of a guideline or education piece, right? Rather than you're not allowed. So for example, when I was at school in Hong Kong, there were two girls um, in my school called Candy. Candy is in Candy like, the Sweet in the mouth. Yes. yes. Okay. Which I found hilarious. But Not that this is really important, <clears throat> I just really want to know. Candy with a K or Candy with a C? It's a C. C. Because with a K would be a stripper name. <laughs> but to my point of is it embarrassing? Which is no shame, no judgment. <laughs> to your point of, of short names, I think in Japan they're actively encouraged to have short names. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, to make it easy to pronounce, perhaps, mm-hmm. or, to, or to make it simple. I remember somebody told me that they, and it's true as well, like, I have a four-letter name, my brother has a four-letter name. Mm-hmm. My parents very deliberately did that. They, that was a very conscious choice. See, I like on long names. Like, I like... Okay, I've never really thought about boy names because I'm a girl, but I like names where the the named person has a choice of how they want to kind of truncate their name. So, oh, so I can't for example, Alexandra, name- you could name someone Alexandra, but if she grows up to be someone who's like a super like chill girl, then she could be Alex or Ali or whatever. Like she gets to choose what she's known as. But still have a really like pretty name, so I like that. So, oh, this is really so. My parents deliberately <laughs> gave us short names because they didn't want them shortened. Mm. Well, my name can't actually be shortened because oh, Jan is Jan. not. <laughs> no, Jan is not acceptable. Is Reese. not is not accepted. Hey, niece. What I do like is in with Slavic names. You know, with the German thing of you have to be able to tell the gender with Slavic names, you always can, because. Um, again, I'm not going to name specific names, but if you are, let's say, Dobransky is your is the male version of the last name. The all your daughters will yes. be Dobranska. Yes. So even just by the surname, you can tell someone's gender. And most names are gender specific. Yeah, I mean, I guess obviously this didn't take into account. You know, back in the day, people who identify themselves as they, mm. right, then that might be problematic for but them. I think but that raises there are some names, right, I think, which which don't follow that rule. That I, and choose. I think today, I do wonder <laughs> what issues that poses in Germany or Sweden or, you know, Norway, like yeah. where, in, in any of those countries where your name must signify a gender. Um, yeah, it's not very inclusive, is it? No, in today's terms. In no, it, it's not um, because I suppose a name is an identity you have from birth, mm-hmm. and therefore, if you ever want to change that, if you ever want to not be known as that, it's a really you're redefining all the relationships with the people yeah, that, that yeah. know you as that name, right? I mean, we were talking about you. It takes us long enough to stop calling somebody by their maiden name. Well. What about changing their first name? Mm. 
it's um it's quite difficult i think one of the things i found quite interesting was obviously you have two names that you answer to right mm-hmm. you have a chinese name and you have an english name and you'll answer to both yeah and i think as well like in jewish culture they have a hebrew name mm. and then their yeah their english name um but i I'm, i'd love for someone to tell me how often they use their hebrew name um would be really interesting to know definitely like for example at school in chinese class then you get referred to by your chinese name everything else is my english name but also when i was younger when i got in trouble is when my full chinese name is used that's it that's when you know right the yeah. parents bring out the full name yeah that's and when then you, you know. know it's serious um I do think, though, like, I like the freedom of picking any name out of a hat, right? But I do quite like the system of let's stick with biblical names. Yes. Because it's quite simple, you know, like, if it's a finite list, then you can just pick, okay, I don't like Simon, I like John, whatever. I quite like that system. Actually. I think as well, like, in, in the Islamic faith, they do typically choose names that are yeah historically yeah. as either they've been in the Quran or they are or the way they do the prophets bin something you know like son of like I quite like that as well do you like that belonging it's not so much the belonging but but actually if you think about it the fact that we all take our father's last name already shows that anyway it's just a different way of saying it isn't it the patriarchy is real (laughs) it has infiltrated indeed Um, and like we talked about multiple names earlier um, but a lot of my Bengali friends all have multiple names and they it's just a, I find it really bizarre really really okay, I guess to... but really really common as well like it's just a known thing you know <clears throat> you'll, be, you'll be have a given name but your family will call you by something completely different oh like in, in Chinese we call each other by our like family hierarchy name yes Does that makes sense that, so I'm called sister that, that by means... everyone in my family actually but, that's I understand that we also yeah. have that I'm talking about an actual, actual name yes okay that is not but, prepositional to your like place in the family but on, on that note I also cannot understand people calling their parents by their first names oh don't get me started on that so I don't know if you've seen this video it's hilarious so it's Chrissy Teigen yes who posted this on um, I know Twitter, exactly I what you're talking about and it shows their little daughter like running up to John Legend and being being like John do you want to hold this puppy and then John Legend's face was like WTF you don't call me by my first name and I remember the caption is something like yeah African parents don't do the first name thing I mean she's also part Thai though again Asian like just never call your elders by their first name (laughs) I know and I just cannot no absolutely not I'm not about that yeah I do know people that do, though, call their parents by their first... And I yeah, can't. no, I, I do too. But I think if it's in a jokey sense, it's quite funny. Like, what? sometimes I will call my dad, like, Mr. Blah Blah Blah, like, his full Chinese name. Okay, but his first name? On its own? Yeah, like, no. No, just no. I'm sorry, people, no. that's not okay. Luna, that is not okay. <laughs> so, last... I guess to finish this off, challenging question for you. If you could, would you, what what name would you choose for yourself, having now known yourself? For so this I was going to be something else as well. Okay. Again, my dad vetoed it. Okay. Um, 
no, I wouldn't change my name at all. I think it fits very, very well. Um, yeah. My name is also the opposite of what my brother's name means, so we fit together. Mm. Our names as four as a family fit very well together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously, cool. I would love it to be easier to pronounce, but no, I wouldn't. I would not trade Maybe my add name. add like an accent on the E. I'm not so French. So it's like a ne. You mean like a hat or a... Yeah. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> no, people, it's just neha. You've been listening to Culturally Speaking with music by Kevin McLeod. Please rate and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're on. Get in touch with us on Instagram at Culturally Speaking Podcast or via email. You'll find all the details in our show notes. Tune in next week for more culture. Until then, stay cultured.